chapter 21 of Revelation, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with him, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no, no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. <clears throat> Just thinking about these, and I desire your prayers, but... Thinking about this line of Scripture, I've thought um, for about a week and a half just about um, He's going to make all things new. I, I, I was um, reading earlier in the book of Revelation and, and uh, um, a lot of the book of Revelation is, uh, is like I said in Sunday school this morning, there are things that, uh, that still remain a mystery to me. Uh, and it's hard to extract and separate maybe some of the uh, physical things from some of the spiritual things. And, and some have a tendency to want to make everything physical, and others err just as greatly when they make everything spiritual. Uh, so a lot of it remains a mystery, uh, but it's a marvelous book. It's the only book in the Word of God that, uh, that expressly de uh, declares that blessed is he that readeth uh, the things contained in this book. Uh, there has never been a book like the book of Revelation uh, that, that really opens up unto us who Jesus Christ is besides the book of Revelation. I'm glad that God ended the canon of Scripture uh, with the book of Revelation for it's the book that, uh, that He wants His people uh, to understand who He is. Uh, and, and that book opens him up. It's a, it's a glimpse into things that have not yet been seen. Uh, but I thought as, as we open up into this book, uh, it's, the, it's the Apostle John. Uh, and all the other apostles were dead. And he was the only one of those that remained alive. And the Bible says he was cast out onto the Isle of Patmos for the testimony concerning the Word of God. 
In other words, he was exiled there uh, for preaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And he was exiled to this place. Uh, and he said, but I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Uh, you see, uh, they can exile. We were talking in Sunday school about the apostles cast into prison. Uh, they can do that. Uh, and they can exile men and women. Uh, but they cannot stop us from serving and worshiping the God that we serve. They can never do that because it's an inward thing. And I'm glad it's that way. Amen. I understand there are lots today that, that really, at times, really haven't changed as far as the types of men and women. We've not changed a great deal as far as in the Old Testament. They, they got too formal in their worship. And God said, you've got so formal with things that he said it just makes me sick he said I will not accept those offerings any longer and so they got so formal later on the Pharisees came along and they were they were formal in their worship and let me just stop and park you realize we've got a lot a lot of modern day Pharisees in our culture I would go even further and I'm not speaking bad of them they're our brothers and our sisters We've got a lot of modern day Pharisees in our Baptist churches. Amen, Amen that's right. And anyway, they, they've got so formal that they've lost all feeling and that they've lost all, uh, all heart worship uh, and it's merely just serving God in the external. I thought about it, Brother Joe was talking about the Sadducees this morning in Sunday school, they didn't believe in the resurrection. And so when Peter and James and John begin to preach resurrection about Jesus Christ, they cast them into prison. And I thought, what a, what a horrible, what a horrible religion. Now what's the point of religion if there's no resurrection? What, what exactly is the point of anything? You just might as well eat and drink and then die. If there's nothing else. Now, but you see the book of Revelation. And John was exiled there. Alone with his thoughts. But he wasn't alone. Because my mind goes back. You remember the last thing. That it had to please their heart. Before Jesus Christ ascended back to the Father. His feet might have already left the ground. But he gazed down upon them. And he said, Whoa, I'm with you always. Even to the end of the earth. I'm thankful of that. But at any rate, John was there with his thoughts and the Spirit on the Lord's day. He probably thought he'd never again, this side of eternity, hear the voice of the one that he loved. But he said, I was sitting there, and he said, He said, I heard a voice, and it was the sound of many waters. He said, I heard a voice that said, I am Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and I'm the ending. It all started with me and it'll all end at my word. I believe John said I was there and he said I'm he that liveth and was dead I'm he that is and was and is to come. John, I am the Almighty. That's what he said. I am the Almighty and there can only be one Almighty. And so John said, I turned when I heard that voice. And he said, Behold, I saw him. He said, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And he said, I saw one like unto the Son of Man. Probably never thought he'd lay his eyes on him on this side of eternity. But yet there he was. 
He said, I saw him gird about the back, half with a golden girdle. His eyes were a flame of fire. And he said he had stars in his hand. And he walked in the midst of those candlesticks. And he said, John, write down the things which you see. And I'm going to show you what shall be hereafter. Boy, I'm thankful that there is a hereafter. I'm thankful that, that we've got so much heartache in this life. I'm thankful that there's a land that's fairer than day. Boy, I got to thinking about that this week. Just about there's coming that day. I realize that most are not ready for it. I'll say, friends, you better get ready. Uh, we see in the Bible that in the book of Hebrews it said there were sundry times and in diverse manners God spake unto us by the prophets. But now He has in these last days spoken to us by His Son. It's that Son that you need to hear. It's that Son that's so important. And later on in the book of Revelation, John sees, he said, I saw heaven open and behold the white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. He said, in righteousness doth he judge and make war. He said, a sharp sword goes out of his mouth and with it he shall smite the nation. You see, God is coming again. It says in the book of Revelation that every eye shall see Him. And those that pierced Him shall wail because of Him. And that might scare you. I would say to the child of God, and that is sweet, sweet to me. Amen. You say, Brother Hal, how can you be? How can you rejoice at the fact that He's going to come back and judge this world? Don't you know, brother, He's going to cast men into hell fire? Yes, I do. And you know what I'll say when he does? Hallelujah. Yeah. Not that men are going to hell. No, no, no. But that the holiness of God will be among men. Amen. You see, the Bible declares, He that is in Christ, He hath made Him a new creature. And you see, God didn't reform me when He saved me. There was nothing to reform. There was nothing but evil. He made me a new creature. Amen. He brought something into existence that wasn't there before. And I'm a new creature. And so to those new creatures, He says, Behold, I make all things new. I've asked a, a couple to sing a song when the time is right. And it's talking about just that. It's a conversation that's not in the Scripture. But this preacher absolutely believes that it happened. And it's a, that's not Scripture. But it's a conversation at the, at the cross or right before the cross of Jesus and His mother Mary. And He's trying to explain to her, Mama, don't you understand? This is exactly how that it was supposed to be. I have to go to the Calvary. I have to go to the cross. And she begins to cry out. I'm not understanding. Lord, how can it be your will to kill my son and your son? And he's trying to explain to her. And he says, Mother, whatever your eyes might see, I believe he explained it to his apostles and those that were with him. He said unto them, You are they that have been with me through my tribulation. And he tried his best to explain to them, Don't believe what your eyes see. They're going to kill me. And they're going to bury me. But he said, Don't you worry. That's not the end. I'm going to make everything new. And so, my friends, when Jesus Christ expired, 
uh, when he died on the tree at Calvary. Uh, he did die. A lot of people don't believe that. But he died to death uh, just like everybody who ever died before him since he was dead. And they wrapped his his broken body in linen cloth and they laid it in a new tomb that never before had been used. And the Bible says on the third day he opened his eyes, he walked out into that new world from his forth, from next forth, from that moment looking back and saying, whosoever believeth in me shall never die. Do you understand that? He died in my death. You see, I deserve to die. Anybody that's honest with themselves and has an honest heart would think to themselves, God, you had every right to kill me. But you see, the death of Christ, it was first and foremost a substitutionary death. It was my death. And it was your death. It says by the grace of God, He tasted death for every man. What's the Calvinist going to do with that? Amen. It's a whosoever will. See, the thing is, the book of Psalms says, it says it this way, Lord, thy people will be willing in the day of your power. So what does that mean? It means that those who are not willing to come and repent when the day of His power comes and He, he calls them in their sin, they will become willing. To repent and to believe. That's what that means. And so, he says, but no man can come except that my Father which sent me draw him. I heard a, I've read a, of a man that years and years ago went into a church and uh, he didn't want to hear the preacher. And the preacher started preaching and the man just took his fingers in his ears. And as he sat there like that, uh, wouldn't it be by chance uh, or by the hand of God rather uh, that an insect landed on his face? He had to remove one finger to shoo it off. When he removed that finger, the man of God said at that moment, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. At that precise moment, that man got saved. Went there, went there to show the man of God. God grew and guess what? When God draws you, you will become willing. You might say, what do you mean by that? I mean, I mean, yes, I had a choice. But He dealt with me in such a mighty way. I, I, I was drawn down to that place of repentance and faith. And by that, I was saved and made a new creature. And by that, now I have an inheritance. When I lay dying, this is going to sound silly. And uh, you might get tired of hearing this. I'll never get tired of telling what God's done for me. And so while I was dying, and I've told you this before, that I saw the lights of Nashville from a helicopter, and I thought within myself, that might be the, the last light on this earth that I ever see. But my thoughts went that there is coming a day when the Bible says, in that land there shall be no need for sun or moon or stars. God Himself will be the light of that city. And can I tell you, I've told you before that that calmed me. That there was a blessed assurance in the hour of death. But I don't think I've ever told you. And I wanted to live, don't get me wrong. 
But can I tell you, if I'm honest, I was excited. I was excited to get to that land. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Have you ever been homesick for that place? I mean, where it's all new. Where the Bible says what I just read. He said there'll be no more death. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. I've looked in the faces of mamas and daddies. I've looked in their eyes and I've saw the hurt. I've saw them stay behind in the cemetery as as they put that cold dirt and sod back on the tomb. I've witnessed that and I've saw the hurt in mamas and daddies' eyes. There'll be no death. There'll be no sickness. Her dear brother and sister on the way to New York to fight a sickness, there'll be none of that. And he says, all things will be made new. You say, preacher, will we surely know one another? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now let me put it to you this way. If I know you in this life, do you think when I'm there, I'm somehow going to be dumber than I am here? No, sir. I will know you, my brother and my sister. You say, well, I know my husband or my wife. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I believe you'll know them. I believe that bond. Now, if you won't marry, we won't marry. We'll be like the angels in that regard. But I firmly believe we will know that the ties that we make here, they're not going to be dissolved there. They're just going to be strengthened there. Do you really think that God would just let us... We're not going to be a bunch of disembodied spirits. My friend, we're going to have a new body. Mothers and daddies, you're going to hear the cry, not the cries, you're going to hear the voice of your baby, of your son or your daughter. Husbands and wives, you're going to reunite where all things are made new. He said, Behold, write this down. It's almost like John had forgotten what he was even doing. He was so caught up in that vision that God had to tell him, write this down, John. Write this down. And so he did. But there's a far, far darker part. And I read that in the last verse. That there is a second death. That as much as things will be made new for the redeemed... You see, the Bible said there's a way of holiness and the redeemed shall walk there. So nobody will ever enter in that's not been saved. But you know the sad thing? It says that men and women will be cast out. In other words, they will not leave freely of their own accord. It says they will be cast out. In other words, I don't know, but if it were possible, if it were possible for a man to get up to the edge of heaven and be told, no, I never knew you, and have an angel to grab him and, and, and hold him out over the abyss, and if you look down, you will see a pit that has no bottom. And the command will come, cast him out. 
in the outer darkness. And so the angel, with great many hands, thrusts you down. And down, down, down you go. Deeper and deeper and deeper. What about loved ones? I've thought about this this week. And you won't understand this. Many church members won't understand this. But if there was, if there was a day when we are all gathered and, and the goats and the sheep are divided and a family happened to be there and they divided the mama from her babies and said, Mama, you've been saved. You're a sheep. But your babies, they're a goat. Can I tell you, many have went to hell with mama's tears. Only them. But you know what the worst is? If you were to hear them and hear that doom pronounced, you know what mama would say? Amen. You say, preacher, how could mama say that? Because mama prayed for you. And mama took you to church. And so she has no other choice but to say, Amen. How sad that is. It'll be the hell of hells if you go that way. But for the redeemed. Can I tell you I get excited about that? Can I tell you I get excited about that? When we will crown Him Lord of creation and Lord of all glory. The Bible said that He has people and, and, and beasts prepared. There are creatures in heaven that man has never seen. And their job is to bow down before the throne and cry, Holy, Holy, Holy. I know that we're trained to think that just a few will be in heaven. I don't believe that. I believe the Bible says different. I believe it says a multitude that no man can number. Thousands of thousands of thousands Amen. will gather in. And the Bible says we'll sing a new song. I've heard, I've preached this before, but you understand the angels will sit down when we begin to sing. Why? Because they don't know our song. They've never been redeemed. They've never been lost. And more importantly, they've never been saved. They don't know the journey by the blood, but I do. And so when we get there, and all things are made new. And we step out into that sea of light. And mama and daddy comes. And grandma and grandpa comes. And there comes husband and wife. There comes your little boy and girl. And all eyes will turn to that one seated upon the throne where he says, I've made all things new. Hallelujah. There's a better land. I'm going to that land. I'm going to that place. Amen. Where we shall never die. Amen. That's what he said. He said, Do you believe that, Martha? I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me shall never die. Why? Because behold, he's made all things new. Because he is the one that lives 
that was dead and is alive forevermore and has the keys of death and hell. My friend, if he has the keys, he has the authority over death. The Bible said he came to this world to destroy him that had power of death. That is the devil. For thousands of years, the devil had power over death. Two thousand years ago, he relinquished that power. That power was taken from him. When Jesus Christ broke the bonds of death and started to make all things new, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'll have a new body. I'm thankful I'll have a new life. I'm thankful as we sang the song, everybody will be happy over there. Because, you see, they don't have to deal with sin. Not ever again. Not ever again will the tempter come upon me. Because all things will be made new. And my friends, I'm done. But when he lays hold on that old serpent called the dragon and Satan and binds him hand and foot and casts him to the lake which burneth forever and ever. I will rejoice. I rejoice. I rejoice in that day. And though you might not understand it, if you are cast down into hell, I won't rejoice because you're there, but rejoice I will because Jesus said it becometh us to feel all righteousness. He said from the cross, it is finished. He said in Revelation chapter 21 that I just read, it is done. Time will be no more. It's done. The plan is over. The last redeemed has been saved. And it's over now. And there you are in eternity. Either in a new land or facing a second death. What makes it outer darkness, creature? Well, there'll be no light there. What does that mean? It means cast out forever from the presence of God and from the Lamb. What does that mean? It means outer darkness, which means a place of no hope. You see, if there was ever hope, we have hope. We have hope for Sister Cindy. We have hope because there's still opportunities. We have hope for these that are lost. We have hope that they'll be saved. But see, in hell, hope is taken away. If you ever had any hope that there would come a day hell's fire would finally burn out, there would be hope in hell. But the longer you're there, the finality of it is impressed upon your soul. Always dying and never dead. Without hope. Moses said unto the people in Deuteronomy before he left this earth, he said, I've said before you life and death, good and evil. When he called me to preach, he called me to preach the whole counsel of God. There are men who will not preach on hell. They won't even say the word. They'll say in that horrible place, a man that doesn't preach hell fire should never be allowed in your church again. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. It's real. And it's hot. And it burns. And Isaiah said it this way. Hell from beneath, it comes up to meet you. That's what it says. At the moment of a death of a lost individual, hell comes up and it meets them. And it drags them down. 
How sad. Meanwhile, over in the glory world, I'll have a new life. Will we know one another? Yes. What does the Bible say? And I said I was done. It said, Jesus said, I would gather them from the east and from the west, and they shall sit down. I like that. There'll be people from the far off eastern land of China that'll be in heaven. They'll be far off north as Russia. He's now gathered them from the east and the west. And there they shall sit down. Amen. I like that. It's a place of rest. And we labor and toil down here. There. He said they shall sit down. And they shall sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We'll know them too. We'll get to see David, the great psalmist. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We'll get to see all the old preachers of old. Those that were preaching when you got saved, you'll see them. And I believe you'll know them for who they are. I believe that you I believe I'll know you like I know you now, only far better than I know you now. Why? Because we're not going to be dumber there than we are here. And there everything will be revealed. And it will all be made new. Behold, I make all things new. I'm glad I'm going to a new land. I love, I love my life. And this earth is a miracle in itself. And God set it up that way. But I'm going to a different place. Where sin will never enter. Don't you like that? Sin won't be there. And I'll finally, finally get to bow down at the feet of the one that John saw. And I'll hear His voice as many waters. And I'll see Him in His glory the way John saw Him on the Isle of Patmos. And I'll lay down. See, before I can enjoy that new world, I'll first have to make one stop and say thank you. Amen. Thank you for an undeserving sin. Just a speck of dirt, really. But one day, Tim sings a song sometimes, one day I will, one day I will see my Jesus. And I'll bow down at His feet and say thank you. And I'll do it. The Bible says that we may He was made sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. When I meet Him, I'll be holy and righteous. No sin. I'm glad He's making things new. We won't have to contend. I worry about so much. I worry about things that I have no control over. I can't help it. I've tried, but I worry. We won't have to worry, Daddy. No worries. No tears. All will be joy. Behold, he said. That word behold just means look. Behold, John. Behold. What did you see, John? Behold. I make all things new. Hallelujah to God that turned message to come ahead with a song.